we'll get started. Um, well, guys, I'm here with Tyler. Uh, I'm super excited for this conversation. Tyler, how are you, man? Doing pretty good. How about you, brother? I'm doing great. I've uh, had too much caffeine today, but other than that, I'm straight. It's not sponsored by Alani New at all, but if they want to throw me some free Alani News, we'll take it. Right. Amen to that. Hey, if it's free, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll I'll take it. I don't care. We'll give them a story or something, you know. Um, no. Man, tell tell us a little bit about who you are. Like, what do you? Who are you? What do you do? Where are you from? Uh, man, uh, my name is Tyler Lee. Maybe I'm gonna give you the whole government name, but what's it called? I grew up in nine different states. In nine different states, so I've been all over from the east to the west to the south to the north. You name it, I've been there. But uh, right now, uh, I play for the Seattle Seahawks. Right now, I'm going on my third year. Glory to God. Cause let me tell you, whoo, not everybody can make it. I'll tell you that. So yeah. I'm definitely to be called to do this right now. And uh, right now, being the league man, and you know, a lot of people think you're playing football. Now, I learned so much more. It's a spiritual journey. It's truly yeah. spiritual. And so that's why I'm trying to soak in like a sponge of everything that I can before, you know, mm-hmm. it's not going to last forever, but I know I'm here and I got to, I got to pick some things out of it. What, what the Lord has put on me to find out. So that's what I yeah. got going on. Uh, I'm the youngest out of five, five siblings. I got a lot of nieces and nephews. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's like to chill. I love Star Wars. I like watching movies. Let's you know? go. People think I'm just a football player, but I'm more than that. So, you know, yeah. So, you, it's good to find out. But, yep. 100%. And we'll talk about that towards the end. I really want to talk about this big concept identity. But, man, like, how, what other sports did you play growing up? Because I'm sure it wasn't just football. But yeah, my first love was basketball. You know, that was the dream okay. for me. The whole, the whole goal growing up was just to go D1. If I'm not yeah. to go D1. It's go D1 I'm happy I went to University of Buffalo so I accomplished that goal and you are you, were you like went to high school in the east coast yeah I went to uh Ypsilanti Michigan in Michigan then my okay. senior year I, tra- I transferred to IMG Academy in Florida nice I had a friend in high school um I'll have to find his name and send him to you but he went to IMG he's probably a little younger than you I'm 23 so he is probably 25 right now, but he is a football player, went to IMG. Um, he was really, really good. I, I'm from Iowa, so our football was a little different. Our basketball is a little different, you know. It sounds bad, what's his, you know. What's his name? I'm 25. Oh, I'll have to find it. I'll send it to you after. He went to a different school than me in the same city, but he went to a private Catholic school. Um, super good dude. Running back, white dude. Super great guy, but was he's talking about Jack? Yeah, Wegger. Yeah, I know. I know my boy Jack. Yes, sir. That's my guy. Yep. Yeah, that team was close. I was like, "Who are you about to say?" Because you say we said the same age, so I was like, "He, he had to play with me then." Yeah, no, I know Jack. Jack, yeah, good people. I remember because uh, he obviously was a running back, and I played corner. I'm five mm-hmm. nine, one forty five, so it just wasn't. Wasn't fun tackling that dude. Like, I got you. He, um, I also in high school, I played against Alan Lazard. Um, he was a wide receiver out of Iowa State. And he was 6'5, 235, uh, ran a 4, 440, and I was 5'9. Again, 145 was not fun at all. So that's it the end not, of my career, you know. But that is not so fun at all, my brother. That does not. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, 
um, tell us a little bit about really like your, your spiritual journey. Like you're a Christian, you love Jesus. Like, how did you get there? Uh, how did I get here just loving the Lord? Well, uh, let me tell you. But uh, my mom is a true woman of faith. You know, my whole house, mm -hmm. my parents, they both uh, believers of Christ. But it was mm -hmm. just my mom and just everything that she did from reading her stories to going to sleep. Just, you know, just being that praying mother. And, you know, like, you know, I went to church. So I ain't gonna lie, I fell asleep in church. You feel me? Like, yeah. hit me. But I think most people who really find that relationship with Lord is when you're on your own. Nobody mm -hmm. else can find it for you, but you have to find it on your own. I found it at Buffalo, and we call Buffalo the rough buff because it, it was not pretty. It was yeah. not pretty. It just I went there last week, to, just now thinking about it, uh, to go visit the spring game and see the young mm -hmm. bulls. But it really just taught me it was God's grace that got me through. You know, I had a mm -hmm. church called Zion, uh, Bishop Roderick L. Hennings. But he played a huge role in my best friend, KJ. We just, we just hold on to each other, just kept pushing. And it was our faith that got us through. But yeah, KJ Osborne, my roommate, uh, really my best friend from sixth grade. We went to IMG together. We went to Buffalo together. But we played for the Vikings, number 17. So we both mm -hmm. in the league, Lord be to God. But it, yeah. was really a, it was truly a testament to our faith. Because, brother, it, we came a long way. It yeah. was never easy. It was just our faith kept us going. So For sure. That. Yeah, that's amazing. And something, obviously, that is imperative for you and I'm sure even growing up has been discipline um, and I wanted to talk through two different things so we have obviously we have practical disciplines of like drinking water like working out doing all those things eating healthy but also your spiritual discipline like what is a, a typical day um, maybe off season um, look like for you I'm saying uh, in season off season I have to pray yeah. in the morning pray at night it took me a while to learn how to pray in the morning because you know you're fatigued but ah, i forgot you know I mean? <laughs> right but now i have to pray in the morning or i feel convicted i gotta pray before i go to sleep because if i don't it's just like i get so consumed by the world i forget about yep. my uh the lord and I, I remember i forgot what you said when you sent me this message like what's something i'm focused on in the season it's true to be grounded be grounded mm -hmm. in the word and to walk on the word so I have to find that time, that presence time to be in his presence because like, mm -hmm. like this awesome, I was reading the schools, I was tr training, doing my Bible studies, you know, I, I lost time for my own personal time. So I mm -hmm. had to rewind and I had to make sure I found my time. You know, at that time, you feel me, you just going through the motion, you feel me? So yeah. I had to make sure I found that time with him, however I can, if that's, like I can do a Bible study, but at the same time, how am I still learning? That, that Bible study, I can learn through the Bible study, but I also need that one-on-one -on -one time with him. So that's mm -hmm. another thing I learned, actually be grounded and make make the right time. Because, like, in seasons different from out of season, because out of season, I thought I was going to be free. Out of, nope. I was way more busier than us uh, season time. So I'm still wow. learning going on my year. Yep. Yeah, that's incredible. I, I always tell uh, our team, because I'm a part of – I'm a pastor at a church in Omaha, and we – I would say busyness is not a badge. It's a warning seat, a warning sign. So it's not a badge. Like, hey, bro, how you doing? Oh, I'm busy. It's like, well, no duh. We all, we all are busy. You know, like we all, have, we all have things going on, but um, it's imperative that we spend time with Jesus because that's, that's how we outflow. Like there's no joy um, without that actual time with him because that's where you find it, you know? So for you, like what is something the past year um, obviously the past two years is kind of a nuts for everybody, but 
um, feel like we're kind of on the other side of that. So what, what do you feel like that this last year has really taught you about yourself, but also um, about the people around you? Mm, mm, mm. We can take that so many different ways, but what's something that's been speaking to me lately is just really lean not on my own understanding. Proverbs 30, lean mm. down on your own, and you truly got trust in the Lord. You know, we got goals, we got ambitions and all that, but I just truly just saying, let the Lord's will be done. Because, you know, I, I want to mm -hmm. say, oh, I want to do this, I want to do that, but I, I'm going to find and pray, Lord, if this is what you want me to do, let it be known. You feel me? I'm, yeah. I'm going to talk to you. One thing my homeboy Ladarius said, you know, when you pray, you got to you gotta be naked, you got to be vulnerable, you got to really have that, Lord, what you want me to do? You feel me? I, I don't yeah. want to keep doing what I'm doing because... Like my pastor, uh, Tim Timberlake, said that feelings, who feelings can lead you down the wrong path. You can't go by mm. your feelings, you go by the words. So that's one thing I'm truly trying to be led by is him and not myself. Because yeah. you know, myself wants the fleshly desires. And trust me, you know, my flesh, whew, I tell you. If you want, I'm trying, <laughs> yeah. trying to beat that, but I just really focus on what he wants for me and not what I want for myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 100%. And I think that, like, if you look at humanity in itself, that's what we've always wanted. We always have our flesh and our spirit, and there's this constant battle. Um, and it is a battle. We wake up and we are in a battle. You cannot fight it, especially as a man. Like we have certain battles we all go through, um, and that that is why we have to be soaking in His presence. Um, so for you, uh, we talked about really your disciplines. We've talked about what you've learned the past year. Um, and again, I wanted to talk about identity because I feel like for you, it could be easily wrapped up in um, what you do versus who you are. Um, maybe there's somebody watching who has taken on an identity of what they do. So it might not be a professional football player, but it might be a CEO. It might be an influencer. What would you say to that person? Mm. Well, my pastor said, I'm happy you asked that question, is to break to break the back of greed, you got to be uh, is generosity. So I say, mm. volunteer, step out your comfort zone. So like with me, like me hopping on this, me hopping on other stuff, you feel me? Just really showing that more than a football player. So if you know your identity is not in football or your identity is not in your business, your identity is in whatever, step out, help somebody else out, be a servant. You feel me? Mm. Be like how Jesus was. Jesus was serving others. So that's my thing. How can I serve other people without people yeah. thinking it's a football player. So that's my, that's my best way to answer that. And that's what this whole off season, that's what I try to do with my boss. So I just try to serve others just so people know that I have different skills, not just one skill. Hmm. That's incredible. Yeah, I think servanthood is key. I think um, really coincides with um, leadership. So I think we think about being a leader because you're a leader. I'm a leader. You have one person who follows you. You're a leader. Leadership is just influence. Um, so for you, leadership, um, for you, like you walk in, you have a massive team, like not even just the people that put on pads, but also an organization and you have managers and you have people who really, um, are leading you, but you also are leading somebody. How has it been transitioning into a professional career, um, with having people in your circle that you feel like you're called to lead? Um, has that been challenging or have you had the God confidence of just saying like, Hey, I'm a leader. Um, to answer that, I feel like I always try to make sure it's in the right place at the right time with that and professional. 
college was a little easier, but professional, like I'm 25, there's some grown men with families. You feel me? So I'm still gaining that confidence, but like when, mm -hmm. when that right time comes to like sauna talks, you know, we'd be in the sauna, we talk about whatever. When I see an opportunity show itself, I'm gonna slide in, say what I can about the Lord, whatever, like my opinion, just to like uplift the room or whatever. And like, I like building, uh, one thing I always did throughout my whole high school college career, I don't like calling, like talking people out in public, like in group settings, I'll go grab somebody one-on-one, -on -one, ask them like certain questions, like how we have this conversation, ask them one-on-one -on -one conversations, and just ask them like, I seen your tattoo, bro. You believe it, you feel me? Or like, I see you talk about this. So I like to do dumb little conversations, intimate relationships, so they can trust me, so we can start talking about deeper things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's incredible. I love, I, I've always been a fan. Like I love having people who don't know Jesus in my world. Um, I feel like as Christians, we can get really siloed and just kind of in our like little church group. Uh, and I love having, I, I lived with a roommate actually um, for three years who was an atheist. So mm -hmm. our apartment was split in half. Like his side, he had like super dark drawings everywhere and whatever. And then my side, obviously I got a cross and my Bible and all my stuff. And um, he ended up giving his life to Jesus, but it wasn't through me um being this overwhelming aggressive christian it was just me living a lifestyle that he would start to ask questions uh and he's uh a graphic designer he does like Wiz khalifa's art um does these incredible pieces but now it's through a lens of like i'm actually serving god through um my workforce so um evangelism's key bro what are your thoughts on evangelism if there's someone on here might be a shy christian and says i don't know even how to have a conversation with somebody about my faith what would you say to that honestly and this is just just in general just be yourself you feel me mm -hmm. like it's one thing i learned my whole life i can go back and tell myself i can say uh to my young self truly be yourself because when they say see that you're genuine that just shows hey that shows god's grace you ain't got to mm -hmm. fake it for me, I got uh, my next Bob study is going to be called Scam Like Me and just truly be grounded <laughs> in Christ. So that's what we're going to talk about. But just going off what you said again, that just be yourself because if you try to be mm -hmm. something, something fake, uh, yeah, not think about it, it's going to be a market level with the fig tree. You feel me? Don't try to fake something in one season. Just be yourself through all the yeah. seasons. God is molding you to be something special. So that's yeah, it's great. I always, I always tell people, don't be a JV version of them, be a varsity version of you. So you could, you could always have live in a copycat calling, but that is exactly how much you're going to have to sustain because whatever you do out of your flesh, you have to sustain out of that. Um, and comparison culture is real. Like we all struggle with it, no matter how old you are, um, what you do for a living, doesn't matter. There's always this piece of our life that is comparing ourselves to what other somebody else has but the second we take ownership of I'm a varsity me I'm gonna be me I'm gonna wear a New York hat I'm gonna do whatever I got to do um because honestly that's what God uses he doesn't want somebody perfect he just wants somebody available you know so um we we need to talk about this you said this earlier your primary thing was basketball who is your NBA team man uh, I ain't gonna lie bro it, I'm gonna go back. I don't have a team right now, but it was the 08 okay. Celtics when they had Rondo, Ray Allen, yeah. KG, the whole team. That, that, was, that was my team back then. But they don't really play team ball no more, brother. So that's why I said, ah, I don't got a team. Right. Yeah, I've been a Bulls guy since like 2001. Uh, I've just always loved the Chicago Bulls. I there was a basket, a point guard, Kirk Heinrich, 
and he mm-hmm. went to um, Captain Kirk, baby. He went to a high school in my city, and my uncle was his coach. Uh, and I was super little, so I grabbed a hold of that. So it's actually been encouraging. Um, this last year, we actually had a good season. Not good enough, but better than the past years, you know. I ain't gonna lie. If, if Alonzo ain't get hurt, y'all would have been smooth. I know. Dude, Lonzo, Caruso, we were we were cooking, but it is what it is, you know. I love Lonzo. I the Ball Brothers, I'm for him. I'm for Lamelo. Dude, he might be one of my favorite point guards in the whole league. No, he he, he my favorite player right now, because uh, I got to get prepared for LeBron when he retires, so I got to start finding a new player. <laughs> yeah. What do you think about Bronny coming to the league? You think he's gonna be um, stepping up to the mantle or what? Uh, see, for me, he got to get the league first. You know what I mean? So it's just right. Like, he's smooth player, but just his name's carrying right now. He wasn't just a regular college player, but I do want to play with his dad. You feel me? But I think yeah. he's gonna step up. I feel like he's gonna hit a mm-hmm. he's gonna hit a different level soon. So yeah, he already is throwing up jams that most grown men can't do. So we'll right. see. I don't, I don't know. We'll take it. So um, last couple of questions, man. I the the viewers of this. Um, this talk or this conversation is so um, diverse. So we have Christians, we have leaders, we have marketing people. There's so many different people. Um, If you had one minute to share a message of somebody who says, I don't know about this Jesus thing, like, yeah, cool. You guys are talking about it. Like, um, but what, what makes it real to you? What would you say to that? Mm. Mm-mm-mm, brother, that's a tough one because there's two different ways I want to take this. There's two different <laughs> ways, but uh, let me think to myself for a second. Uh, let me let me read this one. Can I, go, can I read your Bible verse, bro? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, that's what we go to it real quick. This this is what I said to my last uh my last guys. I think it's it's in John, I believe. I think it's John twenty one. That's what it is. Yeah, John twenty one, last chapter. It says this, um, John 21, verse 25, is Jesus did many other things as well. If every one of them were written down, I suppose that even the whole world would not have the room for the books that will be written. So what I got from that, from that message is, bro, have faith. Have mm-hmm. faith in the Lord Almighty. Do not forget the Lord. Because back in the, uh, in the Old Testament, they kept forgetting. The Lord blessed them, but they kept forgetting about them. So do not, no matter what happens in your life, Truly do not forget the Lord because at the end of the day, he's doing things that you don't even know. Uh, Bishop mm-hmm. TJ said the next big thing is a small thing. So if you forget mm-hmm. the small things, you're going to forget everything else. You have to stay disciplined when we talk about remember who you are and your identity because that's what's going to carry you throughout your life because everybody wants to be on the big thing, big thing. But big things, ain't the big things weren't always big. It started off small. So I just truly yep. believe you got to have your faith the faith of a mustard seed to keep going that's what's going to elevate you that's what i truly mm-hmm. would say with that but also i gotta say the other thing too but uh my pastor told me this story uh now he i ain't gonna lie his celebrity pass he up there he doing his thing but what's it called he he uh, he uh they called him the um guest preach he came i think it was like a small town yada yada all that when he went in it was just a just a little old lady in there she said the people are coming don't worry they're coming in 30 minutes they ain't come you feel me? It's about to start. She said, they come, just wait. Boom, two people came in. So it was just, it was all together, it was four people. So, boom, mm-hmm. no, it was really three people, my bad. It was three people all together. 
But she's like, you still want to, if you don't want to say the message, okay. He said, no, I'm going to say the message. So boom, said the message. And he said, God, put on his heart to have an altar call. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> call with three people. And that person, uh, the other person that came gave their life to Christ. And when mm -hmm. he said he was driving home, he felt like the spirit said, if you can be, uh, what's the Bible verse? When you can be, uh, when you can preach over few, I'll, I'll give you more. Uh, what is it? Jesus, what is it? Faithful with little, faithful with much. Absolutely, brother. And that's, it hit me so hard when he told me that. He says, like we just talked about earlier, if you can do with small, Jesus is going to give you big. So he, mm -hmm. I always pray to God, God, give me as much as that I, my heart can handle. Not what I think yeah. I can handle, but what my heart can handle. So that's that's what I say too. You from, don't forget. Yeah. It's so good. And I think uh, my, two months ago, I preached a message on faith. So faith in like the definition for anyone watching this, it just means divine persuasion. So uh, there's actually a divine persuader. So when somebody gives their life to Jesus, they're actually being divinely persuaded. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, the life. Well, because the father except through me. Um, and we know that the truth is actually what sets people free. So it's actually Jesus. Scripture says he, he will lead us to all truth, the, that Jesus. So um, I, I always tell people every morning, ask Jesus in your prayer time, show me something new about you today. Mm -hmm. um, something new about you today. Remind me, like show me something. Maybe it's in uh, what you created in front of me. Maybe it's in my heart. Maybe it's in scripture, whatever it is. There's something new we can learn about. Um, God and his character and his divinity and his beauty um, through whatever's in front of us but we have to ask um, so divine persuasion faith little faithful with little faithful with much um, what a beautiful message man thank you so much I um, last question if you could sit down with whoever doesn't matter could be in the past 200 years and ask them one question who would it be and what would that question be? It would be uh it would be uh <laughs> you go Enoch from the uh from I think it was in Genesis. Um mm. uh, so me and my homeboys would be reading in the morning. So we, we was reading the old testament and then uh everybody was living for nine hundred years, yada yeah, all this. Enoch, <laughs> right. Enoch only lived for three hundred sixty-five. I said, why the heck he only lived for three hundred sixty-five? But he said because he was faithful and he was truly a friend of God. So I want to ask him. What did you do that we're not doing? Mm. That's what I'll ask. That's so good. Yeah, for sure, man. Well, thank you so much for being on. I appreciate it. Um, it means a lot to me. It means a lot to the viewers. Um, you're a busy guy, but again, you, um, you're stewarding what's in your hand right now. And I believe that God's going to continue to magnify that. Um, I always like to tell people, whatever you fail to maximize, God will never multiply. So right now, whatever's in your hand, whatever's in my hand, whatever's in the viewer's hand, maximize it. Take ownership of it. Be responsible. Be disciplined. Hey, brother, hey brother say that one more time. That's going to be my free throw for the week. So I, I got this little uh, thing called free throws. So free throws are free quotes. So say that one more time to maximize. So quote. what we fail to maximize, God will never multiply. Mm. I love it, brother. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate you.